0: hello and welcome to this dummy the podcast about dumb things fun things and another thing i'm your host david clark and this week jacob and i spilled some tea in beyonce's lemonade it turns out it's an old kardashian family recipe happening are you are you um back to full speed now or how how are you feeling i'm feeling much better than i was last week i don't know what was going on but i was out for it i think it was probably the
1: anaphylactic shock of the say lemonade drop
0: i think it was that i think it was prince i think it was like just 2016 being out of control in general
1: I mean, the Kelly Rippas. You had the case of the Ripa stray hands, too, probably. It was too much. I went into shock. <sighs> yeah, it was a lot to deal with. It was a lot to deal with. It, it made but me sick. We're back now. We're yeah. kind of recovered. We're processing.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're just going to talk about all of it. Yeah, we're going to get into it because still two weeks later, this stuff is all that matters.
1: All that matters. All that people are talking about. I mean, I looked at my Facebook today and, woo! Don't don't be a white gay and to say anything about formation. Be careful. Yeah,
0: because you're going to you get stung. Enjoy,
1: but don't carry any hot sauce in your bag because you might get a beatdown. So it's serious. There's, a, there's, there's so many different conversations that are happening in a post-Lemonade world. But that was just one of them where I was like, honestly, it was like 80 lines comments long about what white gay male privileges and how you can't listen, like how they can't appropriate Beyonce. And it just went on and on and on.
0: Oh my goodness. It was serious. I thought we got all of this out of our system with formation.
1: Right. I thought we had come together and understood what the what, what was, but
0: I apparently, guess not. I guess not, I guess not. Well, what's the conversation been in your house
1: uh, about, about lemonade. Okay. So yeah. listen, where do we start with this? Right. I I'm glad actually that we've had the entire seven days to really take in the lemonade sip it Mm -hmm. you know maybe add a little bit more sugar to it true stir it up get a splenda do what you have to do tweak it yeah figure out how many
0: ice cubes you need in it right yeah and then you know sip it and enjoy because no one likes hot lemonade right no one likes hot Mm -hmm. lemonade no one wants it too tart you don't know if Mm -hmm. you want it out of like do you want it out of a solo cup or a mason jar that's right. I do do like a red solo cup with a lot of ice, though. I see now. I like I like a country time mason jar with like giant uh, iceberg cubes of ice. Oh,
1: see that mason jar. I'm always concerned that it might fall out of my hands and just crash on the ground or I've something. I've
0: never dropped a glass of lemonade. <laughs> Not in my life. Clenched fist. That's right. So I, I will say that after now having listened to it a
1: few times during throughout the week. I, I, I'm i actually really enjoying it. Um, of course, you know, I think that when you first think of Beyonce and Beyonce album, the gay boy dancing queen in me wants a bop. Yeah. Really want a bop. Yes. I really want a bop, but I wanted a bop. But, you know, sometimes you have to just put your own selfish wants aside and allow the artist to grow. And I think that with Lemonade, she has really stretched and moved beyond just sort of like these, like traditional pop, gone girl, you know, empowerment confections. You know what I mean? And I think that's okay. That's okay. She's gotta, she's gotta live. She's gotta, she's gotta speak her truth. Uh huh. And I think that's what she's doing. And I think that that's am I'm, I'm okay. So I've come to terms with the fact that she's not taking me to the dance floor in this one. I'm I okay.
0: C- with I've that. come to terms too because when we first talked, when we first checked in with each other over this thing. My snap judgment, as like historically is always with Beyonce projects, is like, I don't like this. I don't like mm-hmm. this. It's not right. And I was just discussing this on um, on Deep Thoughts with, uh-huh. with Angie and Grant. And it, that's the way it's always been. Since since the first time Beyonce went solo and she came out with Crazy in Love, I was like, I don't know about this song. You know, when she rushed back with um, I Am Sasha Fierce and we were like, she should have taken an, an extra like moment before she rushed this album out because single ladies doesn't make sense. And then yeah, they... what is this black and white one take video? What yeah. is this? It's, this is,
1: yeah,
0: it's like, this the... is all hashed
1: together. Exactly. We were really upset about it. We and were we really upset.
0: Five million times. We never stopped playing it. We never stopped playing. It. Yeah. We play it every morning. And then our last album self-titled. And I was like, I don't know. Beyonce's moody. This isn't, you know, where are the jams? Where are the stompers? And now that album, I think, is great. But the difference, I think, with that album and this one is even though I felt like Beyonce at first listen wasn't for me, there were songs that I could go to that I'd, I was like, okay, well, I know that I like this one and I know that I like that one. And when I listened to to Lemonade, I was like, I don't know if I can get with any of these songs because it felt yeah. so much like a like an art project. Which and seems it seems to be is an art project. It is, which has become like the title tradition of 2016. Everyone who's released something, like we got Kanye's art project, we got Rihanna's art project, uh, and now we have Beyonce's art project. And I was like, I'm just so tired of this movement from title. I want yeah. more Beyonce from Beyonce. I want hair. Yeah. I want anthems. I want choreography. I want stomping. I don't want this, and, thi- yeah. and, and which is why I'm glad we've had a week before we can come back and discuss it because I've come around to it. I've listened to it. I've watched it a few times, and I can appreciate it. It is, it is, very good. It is very well produced. Uh, mm-hmm. The songs are good, even if they are not like the stompers or anthems I want to listen to necessarily, like at the club maybe i'll want to listen to while i'm cruising in my car i feel like it's the kind of thing the story the narrative is so linear that you kind of have to always listen to the whole thing start to finish right and you can't put it on shuffle i i tried to do that this morning when i
1: went for a run and it totally messes up the whole vibe of the of of the album you definitely have to listen to it from start to finish and uh well talking about dance bangers i might I might do a two-step to daddy lessons, you know, cause she's giving me some like rascal flats tees. Maybe I'll put some cowboy boots on <laughs> and just makey breaky with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, that's probably my least liked song on the album. I mean, I can appreciate, you know, her trying to go in that direction and, and, you know, paying, you know, respect to her Southern Texas roots, but it, it wasn't the strongest song on the on the on the album for me
0: i actually didn't but, mind that one i know people are really freaking out because beyonce's doing country music and she her voice is incredible she can do anything uh that one i didn't mind the one actually really that does not sit well with me i think it's sandcastles
1: yeah sandcastles is kind of like lazy droopy kind of sad sing-songy yeah. yeah i guess i guess yeah i guess you're right i think that
0: sandcastles maybe. be may be my least favorite on on, on the album and it it's kind of like a, a bummer so do you want to maybe go through the tracks like just start to finish to yeah, see how we feel about them yeah yeah let's do that well what was your overall impression of the video of the movie of the movie um so yeah like
1: you were saying I think that when I first read about the fact that she's releasing something on hBO I kind of had the you know, you kinda of have the idea, okay, she's she's doing like a visual another visual album. It's going to be like a movie and the the songs are going to be the soundtrack that are set to the movie, yada yada yada. And like you were saying, this whole movement for pop stars and musicians to like really get really deep with their art and create these like, you know, sonic installations has become pretty exhausting. And Rihanna and Kanye's efforts were not very successful. They weren't really good. They were just so self-serious and just so you know self-satisfying in a way that like I didn't I didn't I, like as a listener I didn't really feel like I could enjoy them. They were just really right. self-involved. Yeah. And so when you hear that Beyonce putting something like this out, and even like upon like initial viewing of it, it's like oh here they go, just trying to scratch that itch, but. Right. I think out of all of them, she is the most successful. She's been like, I think this is a, a big, big success for her. And it is, um, it's huge. um it's 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 quite impressive. And like and for those haters who are like discounting her and saying, Well, she couldn't have done this on her own and this isn't like, you know, she didn't come up with all it's like none of these pop stars come up with these concepts.
0: On their own it's not like it's a one-man operation so everyone just spare me that that's true that's true and that's always the sort of the conflict that I have because people always come after well Beyonce does get writing credit but people are always like, well how much writing does she do Uh, uh, really and I've always thought like Beyonce's an incredible singer she's an incredible performer she does write some I can't say to what extent but like she does so many things amazingly well it's like, mm-hmm. you don't expect, like, a driver in the Indy 500 to have also built the car. You right. Know? Yeah. Give the driver some credit. Yeah, you, give us some, give us some, You give can't her just her put us. any person behind the wheel of that car and have them finish first. Like, Beyonce is a superstar. And, to her credit, Beyonce has super powers. Like, first and foremost, she's incredible. Because... With her last album, The World Where People Don't Buy Albums, she released her last one, and she was like, out of nowhere. And she's like, you can mm-hmm. have it, but you have to buy- pay for the whole thing. You're going to listen mm-hmm. to this whole album, and then you can choose your singles in your own time. And in this one, in a world where people don't sit around and watch live TV anymore, not in this, like, on-demand, streaming on my own terms, on my device when I'm good and ready, Beyonce was like, Saturday, 9 p.m., attendance is mandatory, and everybody right. showed up. And you have no excuse because HBO is free all weekend. Yeah, you're welcome. Because even, yeah. even HBO got in formation. Right, exactly. And that,
1: that really speaks to how big of an artist she is. If you can actually get HBO to make it free.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. And the album has been like universally acclaimed. It's been received really well. It's got a 93% out of 100 on Metacritic. Like mm-hmm. every really? Rolling
1: Stone, I think that this is the first time a, a Black female artist has gotten five stars on a Rolling Stone review. Yeah. That's People, love it. People love, People it. love it.
0: People love it. People love it. People love it. And one of the things I struggled with was exactly that thing we're talking about, that this seems like such a personal artistic statement. Um, and I was like, how much of it is Beyonce? Because... It is ambitious. It is like envelope pushing. I don't know how honest it feels because you always sort of have this like line that you're trying to manage uh, mm-hmm. where you were like the singer songwriters artistic impression. Mm-hmm. This has to be like a something personal from her soul. But clearly you can't make something this impressive without having like a hundred hands involved in it, like a hundred expert hands doing their expert things. Right. So it can't be a right. single person's vision necessarily.
1: And I think to her credit, again, actually assembling that team and 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 trusting in the fact that she can't do it on her own speaks to her genius as well. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of people there are some artists that have that where ego gets in the way and they try to like pull stunts like this and they fall flat on their, belly, on their face. Yeah, you know. So at least she knew. She knew she had. She had to get everybody in formation to create this.
0: Yeah, well so, done. It's very well executed.
1: Yeah, definitely. I yeah. I mean, she has really capitalized off of the momentum of formation and everything that she and her team has done. Uh, you know, t- you know, beyond this point has been really, really successful. And her previous rollouts have not been. As clean as this and this and this is this is definitely a new era where everything
0: is in line and cleanly executed so yeah and i also (laughs) i have a theory that this may be the the last one of these because oh yeah yeah i think so too because it's like all right now because where else can you go where else
1: is she gonna go with this
0: where else is she gonna go with this also this is the last album on her columbia contract this is Mm -hmm. the sixth one right Yep, this is it. So this she's is. up for a new contract. Whether she stays with Columbia, she probably will, or she goes somewhere else. But the next mm-hmm. one has got to be like a big, splashy return to Beyonce form if she I wants. I know we
1: say that, but then I'm thinking, you know what? She can do whatever she wants now because she is she is so huge that she can dictate the direction of where her career goes and what she does. And I think that people will just enjoy it and like it. We might not like it right off the bat, but I think that we'll come around and actually appreciate what she's doing with her artistry, you know? Hmm. So yes, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, all right, now hold up. We can't make another visual album. right? Or are we going to have to actually go to the movie theater the next time? Probably. Like, where does this go after this? Where do you go after this? So I don't know. I think that she's just going to continue to sort of, like, push those boundaries because I think that's the only way to keep it interesting for her, too. I think that, you know, she – like, remember, this was the same woman who was singing about being uh, a worldwide woman and using, like, AOL dial-up metaphors in her songs. Remember that song, Worldwide Woman? Yes, I do. Let's listen. Why it's like http www.backslash mm-hmm. like this is a this is you know i mean this is a whole she's gone to a completely different dimension i mean her. it's a long time since dial-up actually. it's a long time since dial-up she's you know optimum plus fiber optics right now right and her songs and the content it just speaks to the level of sophistication that she's reached with, with this album and the lyrics and the production, you know, she's come a very long way. And I think that she's going to just continue in that direction. How, how can you can't, you have to just keep going up.
0: Yeah, but where is up? I don't want her to, um, like Lady Gaga herself.
1: Right. All right. Yeah. But the thing about the thing about Lady Gaga, the difference between her and Lady Gaga is, is that Gaga tried to do the same sort of thing with art pop, but the level of conviction and commitment. Although you know, I think that Lady Gaga is really serious about you know her career and and you know you know her songwriting and whatever. But I think that like Beyonce is just really really super committed and has like strong strong convictions and like. And I think that that's why she is so successful. Whereas I don't think, or maybe she just didn't have the right management team behind her and it just became a, you know, I don't know. I just think that Beyonce is just super, super focused. And I think that at that time, Gaga wasn't, you know, she was at a point in time in her career where she was like on this crazy ascend up. And I think it just sort of got out of control. Yeah. And like, I mean, the art pop idea was just really, really ambitious and there was too much going on and she just couldn't pull it off.
0: Right. Um, I think you're right. She the difference also is that Lady Gaga started with a stunt. She started with like the meat dress and she was in an egg mobile and she just didn't have anywhere to go with those stunts and with Beyonce it always, it's rooted in this like unassailable talent Mm -hmm. that she has. It always comes back to like she can kill a performance, she can kill mm-hmm. a vocal. She can deliver what a pop star should be able to do. And right. with Lady Gaga, it's like, yeah, she can write songs. She she's also talented. She can also sing, but she's mostly stunts.
1: And I think that Beyoncé also took her time and it wasn't rushed. It wasn't rushed. And I think that there's like I think that like during the production and the creation of the Beyoncé album cuz like I said before, I think that um, while the Beyoncé album was a success, I think that it was actually rooted in a lot of um, mistakes, and then there was a, a a genius course correction, and then they like they and then they decided to just drop it out of nowhere, and I think that that was just a series of missteps that ended up becoming they, it was just like like, happy, like happily, you know perfect mistakes in a way you know yeah. what i mean i think that and then and i think that she learned from those mistakes and then thought to herself okay this is what i really want to do and then she like you know put it to her mind and then this is i think that lemonade is a direct sort of like expansion of what beyond like the beyonce album was but like perfectly executed
0: if that makes any sense yeah 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 there's definitely a progression from beyonce self-titled to laminate and also i am i i feel like i am tired of this sort of exploiting my relationship like we're talking about i'm talking about my marriage but i'm not talking about my marriage thing
1: right right okay so that and like you were saying before like this whole idea this this album kind of revolves around like a truth that she's she's talking about, or like an like a you know an honesty. But it's kind of like really convoluted because it's like, is she really taught like the truth that she's actually referencing? I mean, it, it's really it's more complex than just like her relationship with her husband. She she touches on like her marital or marital or relationship issues, and she and she also talks about you know, um, you know. Uh, A lot of other sort of like political things as well in there, with like Black Lives Matter movement and um, just the the trials and uh, the trials that like Black women face in America. Um, But then it does go back to this idea about okay, well, is she talking about her her and Jay Z's relationship? And okay, for everybody who's got their like you know uh, their investigation hats on, right and their magnifying glasses, searching for Becky with the good hair. You're not gonna find her, right? Because she's not real. Like, and I don't think for one second that any of this is truly
0: referencing she and Jay Z's relationship.
1: Okay, I think
0: they have. You taken don't think a... there's any truth to this?
1: I don't really. Why? Why? No. Okay. I think that they've taken a page from the Kardashian handbook of manufactured drama and stunt execution and have just sort
0: of and like they've made it high and, art.
1: It just created this super uh pumped up dramatic narrative of maybe some of the smaller things that have gone on, on the relationship but I I don't think that I think that like maybe
0: 95% of this is all scripted drama. I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, there's this, this real. Why would Jay pull-
1: play himself out yeah. like that and allow, or like, like, or why would she do that to the, the man that she left? Like, is this like when you get to this point of stardom, is this the only way that you know, like your 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 husband can repent is by making a HBO? musical movie about it and then releasing an album about his infidelities is that is that how it works like in like big superstar relationships like well if you're cheating on me you're gonna have to deal with this album and also put it on title
0: right and also be in the video
1: right Mm -hmm. and also be in the video
0: right kissing my ankles
1: or it's it's quits i have a hard feeling believing
0: I, i have a hard time believing i do too i do too um but even if it's not true i mean that's how people are receiving it people want to believe that this is autobiographical people are stupid People are stupid. People are just dumb. That is the long and the short of it. People are (laughs) stupid. And they are thirsty to believe anything. So this lemonade.
1: Guys, stop trying to figure out. Becky is not Rachel Roy. She's definitely not Rachel Ray. Oh, poor Rachel Ray. Poor Rachel Ray. They were going after her. Everybody calmed down in the hive. They were just trying to go for stinging her, stinging her. But then I guess Rachel Ray put out a, a fantastic lemonade recipe. Right, which makes me love her. But it makes me kind of love her, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of this is, I think, I mean, none of, none of it's, I think, is autobiographical at all. I think it is just a heightened, I mean, I mean, it's pseudo, and I mean s- pseudo with a strong emphasis on the pseudo representation of, of maybe, or maybe it's just like I think it's just like a a combination of a lot of people's stories and you know and this is how she's playing it out like this is not her real life do you think that beyonce is really going to give us a true peek into
0: like what her and jay-z's relationship is
1: about no no
0: because oprah told her to keep her mouth shut and that's exactly what she's done their entire relationship
1: right she's gonna make money off of what people are assuming to be the truth of she and jay-z's relationship because this is what is generating big money for them and yeah part of me feels like okay fine if that's gonna make you i don't know I'm, i'm kind of torn about this whole sort of like perpetuation but like maybe it's just like the general public perpetuating this beyonce's like believe what you want i'm just putting it out here Right. Are they really kind of exploiting their relationship by doing this? Was the elevator incident just sort of like a manufactured stunt so people can actually talk more about it and buy more albums and go to the concerts? I don't know.
0: Ah. Yeah, I don't know. But what I do know is that neither Beyonce or Jay-Z is ever going to give a, like, a real-life comment or an interview about what the truth is in terms no. of what happened in that elevator and the truth behind these videos and how much of this lemonade is based right. in real life? They're not going to pour the
1: tea about the lemonade at no. all. They're not going to give us an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. Right.
0: Um. Although maybe that's the next step.
1: But yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, uh, but they are kind. of... I mean, I don't know. But she did actually like. I guess it's a it's a very there's just a thin line though. There's a thin line there though because then. You know, then she does like then she ekes out little images like her actually being pregnant. You know what I mean? Like that right. those images of her being pregnant, or like the the clip of her and Jay Z at their wedding. So I think that they enjoy kind of graying the lines between you know fiction and reality, this because it does actually make them money. Now, does that make them does that make them bad people for like fueling this sort of like Thirst for for the public's thirst for for you know for getting more of the you know the truth about their relationship though like does that make them does that make them you know you know guilty or like you know uh, accomplices in this whole
0: sort of crazy debacle of well uh, kind of it does they're Bonnie and Clyde I don't know if it makes them bad people um, in a way I wonder if it it sort of cheapens their brand right. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah,
1: see, see, I go back and forth with those things. I'm like, are you just really, are you capitalizing off, I mean, you're capitalizing off of what people think they know about your relationship.
0: Um, but does it make it any better that you're actually perpetuating this? Right. And really, is this any different than anything else she's done in her, like, whole career? I mean, nobody was talking right. about when she put out Single Ladies, no one was, oh, well, that's like, about... Ooh. Who's mm-hmm. this about? It's like well she's married. Mm-hmm. So right. What are you talking about? And when yeah. you know she put out irreplaceable it wasn't like well, who's she talking about now?
1: Did Jay-Z really get that cardboard box and did she, you know? Yeah. Did he take all the stuff out? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think at the at the end of it all, you as the 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 listener and as the viewer, it's up to you to make decisions about how you respond to this and how and how you interpret it. And and she's just basically saying, do what you want with it. It's it. This is my music. This is the movie. Mm-hmm. And make you know you. It's up to you to, to to come to those decisions. You know. And if you think it's about me and Jay Z, you're an asshole. <laughs>
0: That's that is your right to think. That is, that is your right to think. Is your freedom to be an right. asshole. See, um, she it's just is just storytelling.
1: she's just just telling a story. She's putting up, she's putting the mirror up for us to look at, right? Mm-hmm. And whether we want to, whether we want to identify it as being about her, about us, about other people, it's up to us. It's true theater.
0: Yeah. Uh, so which songs in this theater did you enjoy? Oh, right. That's what we were supposed but to. do. That's what talking. we were going to do.
1: Uh, we were going to talk about like, we were just going to go through the entire album though, right? So yeah. start from the beginning? Start from the beginning. We just kind of went on that, we just went down that track Well we had a lot uh, of feelings to process we had to unpack this
0: Yeah Very complex, no very apologies. complex And we'd be doing it a disservice if we didn't That's right Uh Pray you catch me You can taste the dishonesty It's all over your breath As you pass it off so cavalier But even that's a test Constantly aware of it all now did you find that um you said you tried to listen to it on shuffle which we agreed is impossible you have to listen to it start to finish did yeah. you when i was listening to it in the car i had the same experience It was like i have to just sort of play the movie Mm -hmm. so that i get them all because they sort of fall out of sequence that's the one thing too i get i guess like that you
1: know the the poetry by uh warsan shire is not included in the actual album which i think i mean i guess you i mean i guess they. i don't understand why they didn't put place it in the album as like like interludes but i guess it would probably be a lot of money like a money and licensing issue i guess warsan was like all right you got you you can put it in the film single use right so anyway i think that that actually listening to the movie does actually really kind of like complete the entire experience
0: it does but the songs are they're better productions of the song on the On the album right that's where i was like oh these songs actually aren't bad when i was when i heard them in the movie i was like "Eh, they're okay they're okay they're okay but with the full production value like with the proper mix down they're actually very good i agree all
1: right so the visual album opens up with pray you catch me uh, which is one of the songs that she does with um, James Blake. Do you know anything about this, James Blake?
0: I don't really know anything about James Blake. I uh, had to Google him just to see. I think he's like some electronic kind of crooner. Um, right. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah, I just wonder how she found him. Research, 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 market yeah, research. He
1: I mean, was really, I mean, this is like the the best book report ever. Yeah strong footnote game mm-hmm. you know she's really done her
0: research <laughs> um my like this one and well the What's one the forward end?
1: which she actually sings on
0: right yeah those like, mm-hmm. they're not my favorite songs
1: okay all right i mean i think that this just speaks again to her kind of kind of stretching sonically and and kind of like trying different things exactly it's um, just sort so of, i it's think that
0: prep it gets it's setting the tone
1: yeah, and I think that it kind of sets that. It's like, this is not going to be a Bills, 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 no, 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 no type of album. So I think that it, it, it it's successful in the sense that it kind of really sets the listener up for the fact that yeah. this is some new, new shit. You it's know? funny
0: that you say that, though, because the like sort of layered acapella vocal in the beginning, it kind of reminds me of writings on the wall. Oh, really? Because it yeah. kind of reminds me of um, what's the, the,
1: the Bjork album that was all an acapella? It reminds me of that album. I'm uh-huh. like, oh,
0: we're getting we getting really serious now. Yeah. I'm surprised Bjork isn't anywhere in these credits.
1: I know. Well, maybe that I you know what? We've discovered where her next what her next step is. Yeah. Maybe. She's going to get really she's going to get uh Anse on mm-hmm. us. Uh, so after Pray You Catch Me, we get Hold Up, which is the Diplo-produced track on here. Hold oh,
0: up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl. And there's like a whole
1: ton of different references and 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 um uh other like um samples that they they credit on this on this song from like the yeah yeah yes
0: yeah
1: are up in there
0: it's a good one it's kind of yeah. and, this, and this uh part of the the videos where she's skipping through in that yellow dress just dress smashing things with her hot sauce that bat uh yeah. bat named hot sauce
1: yeah she's really just busting the windows out of the car actually should have she should have been skipping down the street with jasmine sullivan yeah sullivan should
0: actually get a credit a producer credit or something she should have been one of the girls in this video Mm -hmm. jasmine Mm -hmm. sullivan showed up early to formation showed her love on instagram trying Mm -hmm. to learn the choreography beyonce should have called her up yeah i think well maybe this is just a this is this is a shout out to jasmine
1: busting the windows out of the car so this, maybe that's her credit right there
0: maybe this is a good one this song though reminds me a little bit i gotta say of bare naked ladies Hmm, it's got a little bit of like a one week vibe just the sort of lyrical contour is reminiscent to me of one week something don't feel right because it ain't right especially coming up after midnight i smell your secret, and I'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless
1: I... That's
0: all I'll say. I don't wanna to compare too closely Beyonce the bare naked ladies. I don't wanna set that association in stone. hmm But am I crazy? Did you hear that at all? Uh, you know what I got
1: from this? This gave me... What's that Shaggy song? Oh, it wasn't me? It wasn't me. It gave me a little bit of Shaggy.
0: I like it, though. This song, for me, this was, I think, the first one that really, when I listened to it on the album and not in the movie, I was like, this song is actually very good. Yeah. It... Oh, yeah. And,
1: <clears throat> I mean, I think just from a visual standpoint, you know, this that, that yellow dress with her the baseball bat... This is gonna be one of the 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 most sort of iconic uh visual representations of, of of this era for her. Yeah. You know. So moving on. Moving on. Don't hurt yourself. This is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Really? And if she okay, does good. go anywhere, I know, surprise. If yeah. she does go anywhere, I would like a, a Jack White Beyonce mashup album. Like a whole album. Whole album. I really enjoyed this. I like this sort of, you know, uh, rock and roll, rockabilly kind of uh, distortion. thing. Distortion. Yeah, distortion with this one and, and Jack White. It, it really, you like when you say, oh, Beyonce and Jack White are going to do a track together, I think that, you know, of course a lot of people might have given it a side eye, but I think that this was one of the most successful tracks on the album. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah. So you were the one at the concert when Beyonce was like, "All right, and this is where I'm going to sing." You ought to know. You were like, "Yes, more of this, more of this, please. Give mm-hmm. it to me." All right, so This this fan service to you? Yeah, give me some jagged little pill. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't didn't love it. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Well, and uh, going
1: back and going back to Alanis. We all remember Alanis and you ought to know and like who's you ought to know all about this is how this is what our next track sorry is kind of reminiscent of because people are trying to figure out who becky with the good hair is so yeah. this may, this is very uh, this is a very uh kind of like Alanis type of you know album and song in the sense that it's it, you know it does have a again pseudo autobiographical feel to it so people are obviously going to try to figure out and try to deduce who's 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 what and who's who and you know who's she talking about
0: right yeah sorry for me this is one of my standouts this i think is one of my favorites oh yeah yeah the video part of it was great the song i think is great this is one that i will play on repeat
1: yeah the true winner of 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 it Really, I mean, I guess one of the the big winners, other than Beyonce, outside of Beyonce, I know Beyonce's a big winner, but Serena Williams, yeah, as won by proxy, right? Yes, because I think this is like the best I've seen Serena look. Maybe I mean, th- I think that. You can just see just like in her movements and like her face, facial expressions throughout the the this the sequence, the sorry sequence that she's winning. She, I think that she feels more like a winner here than when she like won Wimbledon for like the third time. Right. Like she's really feeling herself. She's so excited to be in a Beyonce video. I really wonder what the phone call was like, you know, and the aftermath of the phone call, because, you know, that she must have just jumped for joy mm-hmm. i mean i think that anyone just like you know it's like you can die now beyonce has asked me to be in her video
0: yeah and i twerked and i killed it
1: yeah she killed it
0: mm-hmm. she looks amazing
1: She looks great the wig game is right mm-hmm. together she looks fantastic she did a bit of a modified twerk it was yeah, a reserved twerk for sure. right and i think that this the 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 visual c- called for a reserved twerk, right? And it was it was it
0: was great. It was mm-hmm. great. Uh, what did you think of the the weekend collaboration? Uh,
1: you know, I, I thought it was again another another hit, another hit. Um, you can't really go wrong with the weekend right now, right? Not right now. I mean, and the lyrics, you, you know, the them commas and them decimals, pesos out of Mexico. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry and Six Inch. Those are big, big, big good ones for me.
1: Yeah, those are big bangers for me
0: out of this whole, whole album.
1: Um, and then, like we were saying, we've come up we come up to Daddy Lessons, and this is sort of like a
0: shift in the tone of the album. We get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you pick up your country time.
1: This is where you, you get your country time lemonade.
0: Yeah. And you just sip it. Mm-hmm. And your mason jar. Oh, your mason jar. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it makes sense here. Although Daddy and his shotgun.
1: Yeah, I don't know what she's talking
0: about there. No, that's <laughs> that now. Talking about her amendments. Yeah. And then the next I, couple are kind of snoozers for me.
1: Yeah, but I actually like um Love Drought and like that little
0: like uh, electronic rainfall production that yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of this moment kind of felt like a Janet Jackson Velvet Rope moment for me. Hmm.
1: hmm. You know, I mean, going back to uh, Don't Hurt Yourself, um, that kind of reminded me of Velvet Rope too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are a lot of different sort of Janet moments throughout throughout um, throughout the entirety of the album. But yeah, definitely during Don't Hurt Yourself. What's that What's that song from Velvet Rope? Hold on, now I got to figure it out. Do you know which one I'm talking about? You gotta say what you mean. Define you gotta
0: me mean what you say. Yeah. Here I am in your face.
1: Yeah. yeah. What's it called? <laughs> I think it's called
0: you. I think it's called you.
1: Hadn't thought of that, had you? No, I hadn't.
0: Mind blown. I'm going in on the research. You should work on Team Beyoncé. I should be a part of Parkwood, the archives section division. Cruise through love, Drought back in the sandcastles, sandcastles. I didn't like. I said I didn't love the song, and the song I think is probably the most like traditional, most radio friendly song on there. Um, Maybe, but I don't. I
1: don't. I, I can't imagine this would be, ever be sort of considered as a single. No, I don't think so.
0: But the yeah. video part of it, I thought was very like sweet. It was a sweet right. sort of moment between her and Jay. Right. It's just interesting or, to me that Jay would sort of allow himself to be portrayed this way on this album.
1: But again, we have to remember that this is, this is not real-life Beyoncé and Jay-Z. You know, this is like, this is reality show Beyoncé and Jay-Z. Right. These aren't real people. You know, this, this is not, you know,
0: their real story. This is all theatrics. Right. But I don't so, know how much the audience can distinguish between the two.
1: I mean, I think that people really need to elevate and and, 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 recognize, and recognize that this is all. Like, I guess that's, that's the, I mean, maybe this is the statement that she's trying to make with this entire project, is that, you know, I think that people have become so um, accustomed to this idea or this notion of what reality is, because we're seeing, all these different like reality programs on television, and then we just automatically, or we're led to believe that these narratives are actually real life, and none of this is true. Like none of the stuff that happens on the Kardashians is real at all. But I guess that they're selling this idea that it is actually their 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 real lives and, right. and profiting from this. And you know, I, I think that I, I think that like we've we've come to a point now where reality is more fictional or like the reality television genre and you know and just sort of like just being just looking at social media and like things like that like the reality is the, is is the fact that none of it is actually real you know none of mm-hmm. these these ideas are actually um, rooted in in, in 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 real life at all so maybe that's the that that's the Maybe that's the the point she's trying to make with all this whole, like, Jay-Z cheated on me and, like, you know, this, this whole sort of, like, idea that this is really about them. It's not about them. And she knows that and he knows that. And so with that, I'm like, well, maybe she's just gone to a whole deeper level with this whole thing that we're not even – or or a lot of people aren't even really realizing. And they're just taking it at, like, this very superficial level.
0: yeah. Clearly she is on another level and clearly yeah. she's just not going to be bothered to even explain it to us. She's going to put this out. She's going to let us interpret it and digest it. However we do, she's going to take mm-hmm. it on tour and she's going to, you know, sweep up all of the, all of our dollar bills. Going to get all those coins. And then she's going to go back to Parkwood mm-hmm. and go back into the lab and start working on the next thing.
1: Start working on something else again. And I think, yeah, 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 and that's the thing. I think that when you get to a certain point, and I think that again, she has reached a whole new level in her celebrity. That like she has come to terms with the fact that people are gonna make, you know, make assumptions about her life and her relationship with Jay, and like what they what they are behind closed doors, and she has no control of that. So why not? profit off of this whole sort of idea that people are, you know, people coming to these conclusions by letting them believe what they want about the, the songs that she makes or the videos she makes, you know? Yeah. Moving on, moving <laughs> forward, we have Forward, like we were talking about earlier. hmm James Clay. Uh, That's sh- one of the shorter tracks on the
0: album. Thankfully. <laughs> you were not much of a fan of that. Just don't care for it. No, thank you. But you can sweep right into Freedom which i love freedom is probably my favorite song on the album it's, yeah. it's definitely the one i've listened to the most I need freedom too. I break
1: again like and, and if she's following any of sort of like the blueprints that like tina turner laid down you know you know it's it's that time when Tina was, like, rocking out with, you know, like Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, I, I'm ready for, like, a, a Beyonce kind of rock and roll era or, or period, you know? Um, and I like this whole sort of, like, 60s, you know, psychedelic thing that that's going on in
0: Freedom. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, I, think, I think it's a much better uh, sort of rock presentation from Beyonce then I think Don't Hurt Yourself was. But mm-hmm. also Freedom to me is very reminiscent of 99 Problems. Mm. Sonically. So yeah, I was really into it. Not, and again, not so much as I watched the, uh, the visual album because she starts mm-hmm. it in cappella and then it sort of moves into with the full musical accompaniment. Um, but on the album, the song really sort of jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and this one, this is kind of one of the,
1: one of the moments that is this, is this where, um, during the visual or during the visual where like the mothers of like Eric Garner are, are shown or. I think it's that? just before this. Just before this. I think okay. it's actually during forward. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, like this song freedom, this is like one of those moments, you know, where, uh, you know this is the p- point in the, the album where it's, it's talking about the you know it's sort of like the the I, I everyone's just talking about black the black lives matter movement but this is another sort of like you know black empowerment anthem uh
0: a la a la formation and uh right
1: like i dig it
0: yeah big into it and then all night which is i think for me the least memorable it's sort of like the happy ending track i guess
1: yeah, it's like we're all gonna we're all gonna make it, y'all. And look, I was pregnant. Oh yeah, hey, look, I was really pregnant, y'all. Yeah, fuck you. You can get to Stop asking that question now. Yeah, please, everybody, stop asking that question. This immediately. is my baby. This is my belly. Yeah, but the thing is, I think that like I guess I actually I like I like this song as well. It's sort of kind of sort of is in that same sort of vein as 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 freedom, and kind it of gives you kind of a rock a rock feel. Um, but I didn't really need to see her pregnancy, like that pregnancy video, and I didn't really want to see her and Jay Z getting married because then I feel like you're you're feeding the masses with that, you know? Right. It's like Which what is their intention. Up. Right. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. And we close out with formation in the credits.
0: Which kid-tested, mother-approved, everybody loved Formation.
1: Everybody loves Formation. So it's Still like, up oh, it. the cherry placed it on top of the sundae
0: and there you have it. Lemonade, lemonade. Lemonade. Life gave That's me lemons, right. Made me lemonade. So that, yeah, we got that.
1: Yeah, and so we like that. Also, I guess uh, Lemonade, or she's referencing um, a speech that I think it was Jay-Z's grandmother made at her 90th birthday. Yeah. Um, And again, it sort of like speaks to uh, more specifically the black female experience in America and taking, you know, hardship and challenges and making and making something good out of them, good and, and sort of digestible out of them. Right. Right. And there you have it. That's where you get lemonade. There we go. There we go. That was a lot. We did it though. We did it. We had to talk about it. Like, again, I'm like, we had some time to think about it and just really let it kind of all settle. Yeah. And marinate, gestate.
0: I think I'm still going to be digesting this for a long time. I'm going to be working through my feelings on this album, probably for a few more months. Oh, yeah. I got to watch the movie about seven more times for
1: sure. Yeah. to really get the, the get through. The, like, it's a really complex piece. And I think that people are just really weren't ready for Beyonce to give them all that. Right. And I think that that is a, it's it's such a huge achievement for her. Like it's it's really, she has really arrived. I think that she, this is really, uh, I think this is really one of the high points of her career where she has truly, um, Displayed her development as an all-around artist, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm just standing really hard for her right now. But I—that's what I really think, you know. I think that she's really arrived as an artist with this album. Like she's really come to the full real, realization of what her potential is as a storyteller, as a singer, as a performer. It's all here, all here.
0: How do you think this is gonna translate to uh, a tour, though?
1: Okay, so yeah, we know that the tour opened a couple days ago in Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen, like, little clippets of it. I don't know if the tour is going to have the same amount of gravity as the film. I don't think it can. I don't think it can. I think that the cinematic experience uh, isn't necessarily going to just completely translate to a tour. It's a totally different It's a totally different
0: experience, for sure. I know sure. they tried to have a heavy cinematic experience. Uh... Component to the on the run tour, mm. and for me, when I went to go see that, it didn't quite translate. It just right. It you you end up paying like three or four hundred dollars to go see Beyonce and then stand there watching her play a video clip, with right? Just celebrities. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it doesn't quite translate, and it, it's not as impactful an experience.
1: Yeah, for a concert, I don't think it's going to be there now. If she decides. Um, to put this music to some sort of play or something, then I think it'll work, right? Because there's more of a
0: like. There's obviously an embedded theatrical element. I mean, you're watching theater. Do you think we're gonna go uh, see like a Beyonce pageant, like maybe. a morality tale?
1: <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Oh my God. A Beyonce morality tale. Maybe we should. Maybe we should put one on and just use the music. We, we'll have to
0: ask her first. That would sure be great. Has.
1: I'm that sure could she'll be like
0: the next on. like next. uh, Thanksgiving don't and Christmas, when they do those live oh. musicals. I, I thought you were going to say
1: that. This is like
0: the next Tyler Perry project. I was like, don't even go
1: there. Don't <laughs> you start.
0: Don't you start. Wow. I'm sick uh, again suddenly.
1: Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's coming down with a fever, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know if the tour is necessarily going to translate and have the same amount of gravity as the film. Now, I, I like I said, I have seen some clips... I do know one thing for sure. I think that they may, Mama Tina Knowles has resurrected the sewing machine. Cause I looked at some of the outfits. I see a <laughs> lot of lace. I see a lot of um, uh, sparkles. There's a lot of layers to things. Mm-hmm. Um, fringe elements. There's a lot of fringe. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of fringe elements as well. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like we've taken a hundred steps forward Mm -hmm. and maybe we backed up a little bit on the tour gear apparel side. But I mean, the overall production of it looks like really, really super stellar, but I don't know how I feel about these tour costumes, a lot of these tour costumes.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to check in on YouTube to see how that's going.
1: Please, please review them and get back to me. But they're, I mean, the opening costume was pretty cool. And the thing is, is that, a slew of designers have actually designed them, which makes me think I don't know, that there should have been some editing or something. And I mean, I guess when Roberto Cavalli says, oh, I want to design for you a, a tour of it, you say, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, there, there's a lot of fringy moments that uh, is giving me House of Darion. Well, stay um, tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. <sighs> Speaking of other theatrics and drama, yeah, yeah. I mean, can we talk about, like, the melodrama of, of, of the year, which is the Kelly Ripa-Michael Strahan you know, disaster? No yardage. kidding.
0: Last week, this was, like, the biggest thing that had ever happened to me. Before Prince died, before Le- Lemonade came out, I was like, this is a bomb.
1: Like, what happened? But you An know what? Comic comic bomb. If we back up the tapes, I think that we talked about Michael Strahan during the that time where we were just talking about who should have played OJ and just sort of, like, Michael Strahan's sort of, like, um, rise to prominence and, like, popularity in, in the U.S. Like, everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, older white woman... Love like 50 and above Love him on live. We talked about this America's during Magic Mike XXL, too. America's uh, twerking sweetheart from mm-hmm. Magic Mike XXL. Yep. But... I believe I think I mentioned something, but there was, I feel like there was, has been a little bit of shade, possible hateration, and some tension on the live set. And then this happens and basically proves my theory that not all was rainbows and hearts and Care Bears at the live set with Kelly Rip and Michael.
0: Well, that's kind of how I always felt, too. I, I was like, yeah, sure, they are friendly enough. I, they seem to have a good relationship. And I like Kelly Rippa. I think she's fun. I think she's funny. Yeah. I like her energy. I've always liked her as a sidekick. I liked her with Regis. Whatever. But the way that they walk out every day, her on his arm, in this mm-hmm. sort of like my giant sort of way, and he pulls okay. the chair out for her and like sets her up in this driving Miss mm-hmm. Daisy kind of dynamic. Right. For me, I was like, there is absolutely tension there. And there's only so long he's going to want to stay in that position. And be, yeah, and be the Morgan Freeman to her Jessica Tandy. Right. And it's going to be a tricky situation trying to extract yourself from that dynamic because she put him on. And I know he's a beloved football player and people love him on ESPN and he's charming and good looking and charismatic and blah, blah, blah. But she Mm -hmm. put him on. She is yeah. the reason white women in daytime love him because that's who, who watches those shows. Right. Yeah. She gave him that
1: chair. Yeah. So, yeah, we knew that things were going. Were go- well, we are. I mean, the thing is, things had already started to go left as soon as he started going, like, start- started when he got the job part time on Good Morning America. Right. You, you knew that it was like, uh oh, this is not going to end well. Right. He is making too much money in paper. Now he's got the JCPenney suit line. Uh oh. Forget it. He's starting to make more paper. I mean,
0: GMA was Becky with the good hair.
1: Exactly. So. Also, can we go back to Becky with the good hair? Because there's this whole kind of like eruption about the term Becky. But the thing is, is that if Beyonce wants whoever to go look for Becky with the good hair, the use of good hair, which is generally like a colloquialism for a certain grade of black hair. Mm -hmm. That means that Becky would not be white. She'd be black. Right. Right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. It kind of cancels itself out. It kind of cancels itself out, right?
1: Like, it's not, yeah.
0: It's like, well, is she Becky or does she have good hair? Right. Which is it? Right. Or is she talking about Sarah Chalk from Roseanne, the replacement Becky with the good hair? You know what? Is that who it was? Baby, the stunt stunt Becky? The stunt Becky for those couple years oh man well yeah
1: i think that yeah becky can can only be a sister she just happens to be named becky you think that what's wrong with that there i know i know some i know some rebecca's
0: do you you know any beckys do you know any black beckys Hmm. i can't think of a single one i met a white girl named keisha once okay Yeah. yeah
1: It's possible. Expand your... Broaden your horizons, people. I guess so. Open your hearts. Uh, Yeah, open your hearts. It's 2016. Exactly. Hmm. Judgment. Yeah. Anyway. So back to Kelly and Michael, right? Right. So he goes to GMA two times a week. We knew that there was going to be a lot of side eye resentment. He's obviously... His star is kind of starting to eclipse Kelly's, right? You think? Well... I mean, just in terms of general popularity, yeah. I mean, he's got another gig at Good Morning America, and you know, he's you know doing all these other things, and people just love him. He was in Magic Mike. Yeah, I think the writing was on the on the wall for a long time. There was a lot of like built up resentment. Now, here's the thing. He could make I'm sure. I mean, it's it's a two way street, right? Like, I'm sure that he kind of got like a big head about it and got really souped up about the whole situation, and was probably a pain in the ass to deal with on set too. So two wrongs don't necessarily make a right. Maybe. But the fact of the matter is is that when he when they made the announcement that he was leaving live for Good Morning America and she took offense at to the fact that she didn't didn't get a heads up. I mean, does she really have a
0: place to be upset about that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's the priority. I mean, I guess the question is what obligation does any employee have to their employer when they're thinking of leaving well right and i mean she's not his boss
1: she was his co-worker so did he really have like it was it i don't know if it was necessarily his place to give her that heads up and i mean it's not like he was like leaving the next day i mean he was gonna be le- he he basically put in three months notice like was she supposed to get
0: notice for the notice
1: who does that
0: hmm, I, yeah i guess that's true Three minutes. And, although now he doesn't have that notice
1: Oh no! Now he doesn't. Okay, so yeah, now he's leaving in two weeks. So that's yeah. also indicative of the fact that things are not looking
0: really good. Over Bye, there. Felicia.
1: Yeah, they're. I think they're trying to get the heck out of Dodge, and they just don't want to be around each other. And um, I, I mean, it, every there's a there's a new there's a new uh, wrinkle to the story every single day. I don't know if if you were reading or or saw online, but uh, during yesterday's taping kelly ripa mentions michael strahan's past divorces let's listen to a clip Ooh. there's
0: a great article in the paper and
1: i want to get your take on it because i don't have a take on it but i want yours so um you've gotten divorced and anybody here like gotten divorced anybody <laughs> some people you have okay so they're saying now there's something called and they're not sure the article is sort of non-specific but they're saying uh it's either the greatest
0: plan yeah, so the it's look like, on his face. Ooh, it's like now you wanna
1: say you're sorry. Now you wanna call me crying.
0: Anyway, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, oh, so we're doing this. This is how it's gonna go. This is how it's going down. So it's like she really went there. Yeah, well she's mad, and I would be mad too. I would be pissed. Cause he's leaving, and why? Cause she. I mean. because she deserves a heads up because she like it goes back to the fact that she put him on she put him in that chair gave him a huge opportunity and he wouldn't be going to good morning america if not if if she if he weren't coming from live
1: that's true absolutely no i think yeah she has every right to be angry but here's the thing don't play it out for Everybody to see on live television because it's just gonna make her look bad.
0: Yeah, it, that doesn't make her look bad. Like, does not make her look good? She doing looks.
1: That she's starting to pull. I mean, and the thing is, is that she should just come to work the next day and just kept it one hundred percent professional. I think because it just makes her then, then like she then she gets kind of cast in like the the bitter diva
0: role. You right. know what I mean? So yeah yeah she could have played it differently she probably should have for the sake of her own reputation because well, she's got a hold is, up is like, that brand now also,
1: she's got her job to think about like i mean i think her contract comes up in like a couple in like 2017 so hmm. i mean it might just be live with david and jacob
0: yeah right Speaking of
1: replacements there are two black men that are willing and available
0: Uh to sit next to you i'll pull out the chair yeah i'll do it for half the price Mm -hmm. absolutely we'll split the salary yeah (laughs) now what do you think
1: so do you think who's who's the replacement going to be everyone's like anderson 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 or like my first thought
0: let's put anderson in there
1: but you know as soon as they put anderson in there it's going to get canceled no one i think that (laughs) i think they need to put like a lady in there i I, I think that ladies but I don't know if Kelly's gonna be like is gonna be interested in that. Is is that what you think? I don't. I think that they're gonna have to surprise people again. Everyone has wanted Anderson from the beginning. I don't think it's gonna be
0: make for that as interesting or fun television to watch. Hmm. Well, it's gonna be a parade of uh, auditions as long as it's not Neil Patrick Harris. It's gonna be a parade of people all <laughs> summer long until they figure out in the, in the fall and they announce someone for the new season.
1: And here's the thing, I don't I think people are tired of this whole sort of audition period. Uh, this might not be this this might not end really well for this show. I think people might just be over it by now. Yeah. I think people are just done. I don't I, I don't think I I care to watch. Well, who would you put in
0: there? Well, what about um her Lose co-star from Hope and Faith? Faith? Like oh do- yeah. Corky? Oops, yeah. Corky from Murphy Brown? <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's isn't her real name Hope or maybe it's Faith? What's her real name? Um, I think. I, I remember might be
0: Faith. I
1: think it's Faith, but she played Hope. I th- maybe Faith Ford should come up and, and do a Hope and Faith reunion.
0: She does have a face for daytime.
1: Yeah, I'd be here for that. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean every like they're, they're they're everyone I guess is apparently, you know, putting their 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 name in. To be considered for the job, I feel like Anderson Cooper is just too much of an obvious choice. Number one, I don't. I, isn't he already busy anyway? I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, Wendy Williams has been saying Jerry O'Connell. That would be fun, but I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be difficult. The thing is, too, is Kelly's not gonna want someone who has a bigger personality. This is the thing. Maybe it can only be Anderson, honestly. I think it can only really be your friend who's not going to take more of the shine off Because of this is kind of what has happened with Michael Strahan, right? Right. Like, she kind of puts him on. He becomes, like, beloved by everyone, and then he moves on. She wants to ensure that doesn't happen again. All I'm saying is I don't really – I mean, I can't – I can't I can't see Anderson actually taking the job.
0: Hmm. I going not believe that riding, he would.
1: He's riding high off of the elections. He's really kind of stepped back into becoming more of a serious journalist after his talk show failed. And again, remember, like, Anderson doesn't really talk. He's not really that open about his life. And I think that, like, being in that chair every day, you, you kind of have to give it, it – you have to really be able to spill all the details about your life. And he's not willing to really do that. That's the same reason why Queen Latifah's show wasn't as successful, because she wasn't
0: open she wasn't exposed what if queen latifah and anderson cooper co-hosted a show (laughs) they just wouldn't talk about anything they wouldn't talk about themselves no they would just deflect deflect deflect
1: right it would just be two pink elephants in the room yeah i can't think anyone else anybody else
0: not that i can think of it's so weird to think that we have like a a deficit in terms of celebrity talking heads yeah, there should be a like, long line of people, but there's nobody I can think of that would want to like I want to hear from. Did yeah, I, I want to yeah. hear I don't
1: want Yeah, that's a, maybe she should just do it by herself. But then she would have anyone to talk
0: to in the the opening segment, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone can really deliver it like Wendy does. Right. I'm also <sighs> not convinced that Good Morning America is an upgrade for Michael Strahan to go from. Well, here's
1: the thing: it's like, well, this might be a bad move on his part because. If it doesn't work out, he could just be fired. Like after I don't know how long this whole contract is. Apparently they've gave, given him like 20 million dollars to make this switch, but I don't think it's a good look for her. I don't think it's really necessarily a good look ultimately for him. Mm-hmm. It's a whole mess. Why? Why is there always so much? Why is there almost so much day daytime drama in the daytime world? Like it like behind the scenes, you know? like yeah. ann curry with the today show there's always so much
0: drama why is it so complicated i don't know but those like the today show just like you said with ann curry good morning america those are rotating doors um yeah
1: they can't you can't
0: you know what you can't the job security job there. there is not there nope Mm-mm. and the bench so, is so deep there's so many people on those shows like carson yeah. daly has a job at the today show ryan Seacrest did at one point there's too many people. There's too many people you're going to get lost.
1: Yeah, there are too many people over there.
0: You want to go from a show where your name is in the title to a show where you're one of like 8 people on there? Fine. That's your choice. Seems right, like a mistake to me. Yeah, I think it's a big it's a big whoops. But I guess
1: when like the big boss is I mean he could have just said no, right? I mean the big boss is like we want you to go to the GMA, but uh, who knows what that check looks like? Right. Who knows? Maybe he just maybe 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 he's going to give this a try, and then if it doesn't work, he's fine with not having a job in daytime. Afternoon. I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. Again, hopefully they have good accountants on their hands, and they've been saving their money.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think he'll always have his ESPN gigs to fall back on, because mm-hmm. isn't he already like a, a commentator over there as well?
1: Yeah. So he's <laughs> he that. I'm sure there's a magic mic three where he can twerk on. You know, right. twerk on, twerk on and twerk up.
0: Magic uh, like Chocolate City.
1: Right. I'm mean, Right. So I, I think that there, 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 there will still be opportunities there. And, you know, we'll just have to see where it goes. But, man, they just kind of really blew a good thing up. And I guess it's not their fault, though. I guess it's the whoever the heads are who had this idea in the first place. Right. Kind of who kind of blew up a good thing. Just messed up a good thing. Oh, well. I mean, do you
0: watch that show anyway? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Just bring Regis back. Yep, there you go. Just bring Regis back. I still call it Regis.
1: <laughs> well, for those for those of us who were kind of upset about, or not upset about, or felt that Rihanna's uh, anti-album lacked, <clears throat> The, the bangers of the dance numbers. Mm-hmm. She's got something for you. Yeah, she does. Well, sort of. Well, she's got something. Well, she's got fe- she's featured on something. So right. it's giving you some Rihanna tea. Uh, it's called This Is What You Came For. Hit it. <clears throat> Wait a minute. <clears throat> Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's watching her, but she's looking. Right, so she's. Rihanna's taking a flight back to Ibiza. Yeah. She's dancing on the beach.
0: It's basically an extended hook.
1: Yeah, she's got the electronic thing happening. I mean, this is good. This'll kind of help uh, buoy her um, in terms of like radio airplay and things like that. So, all right. I'm I'm, I'm on board. I mean, she got a lot of mileage out of work. A lot, a lot, a lot of mileage. She got a lot of mileage out of it when. I don't know if it necessarily deserves. She's going to get a little traction out of this. And, you know, good yeah. for
0: her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll rack up another number one. She'll break another record. It's crazy because hey, her she... auntie has kind of been a big sort of commercial failure, but she's been breaking these records left and right off the strike of yeah. work. So her publicity has been good. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Oh, I, I did my homework. I did my homework. Mm-hmm.
1: I finally finished Lila and Eve. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. What kind of touched by a deranged mm-hmm. gangster guardian angel mess was this? Yes. Okay. Tell me that Eve, AKA Jennifer Lopez was all in Viola Davis's head this whole yes! time.
0: Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I
1: mean, I was like, what? I, Cause I was trying to figure it out. I was like, okay, well maybe Jennifer Lopez is like a, an agent or she's like, she's running a drug ring And then Viola realizes it's all up in her head.
0: She's like Balloon Boy. She
1: was never there. She was never there. Yeah. Twist. Twist. Oh, man. Did you scream? I didn't scream. I kind (laughs) of just... Did you throw the remote? Cursed my lips. And (laughs) I can't believe this. Busting all those caps. She, I mean, I mean, because Jennifer was busting caps in the beginning, shoot, shoot, and all this time so it was Viola busting caps. Now, what kind of, what kind of Xanax was she taking where she was hallucinating, JLo? I mean, I mean, who, what kind of drug is that?
0: I don't know. Hallucinating all those furs. Mm-hmm. Like, where was JLo in the club? She wasn't there. Who was taking those pictures? Wasn't her? I
1: should have known that it wasn't really JLo because. If you notice well, there well, there's some close-ups of JLo's hair situation. There were a lot of split ends, and no way, that, <laughs> like, there was no way that that, that was a real-life JLo. That was just like an apparition, right? Because real-life J-Lo wouldn't have any of that. Mm-mm. She'd have a, a deep conditioning to to mitigate any of those split ends. But okay. there was Eve was rocking some. Eve was rocking some. It was yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, good. All right. Glad so, you got to the bottom of it.
1: I got to the bottom of that, finally. Yeah. And speaking of other Destiny's children, mm-hmm. have you been seeing Chasing Destiny on BET? I still haven't seen it. I want to, though. You really need to take this time during the weekend. Okay. Get some more chamomile for yourself mm-hmm. uh, so you can fully recover. You did your Leela just... and Eve homework, so I'm going to do my Chasing yeah. Destiny homework. Please chase Destiny. And sit back and watch. I think that the first four episodes have aired on BET. I'm actually really surprised because, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do another reality show about a band, blah, 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 blah. But I think this is actually really entertaining. It's kind of in the same I, – like I appreciate it in the same vein that I appreciate RuPaul's Drag Race because it features um, black women in a way – that you don't normally see on reality shows. You kind of get like a a, a more of a realistic portrait of different, you know, um, different like black women's lives, which is cool. Then you also get singing, you get some dancing, you get background on sort of like Beyonce's team because Frank Gaston is involved because he's one of the, you know, sort of like the judges on the show. And then he brings in a lot of, Beyonce's like backup dancers that are involved and Jaqua yeah, Jaquel Knight is is on for an episode. He's one of the co choreographers of uh Beyonce's iconic single ladies dance. So it's like Chasing Destiny plus Beyonce behind the scenes, and of course Kelly Rowland. And Kelly Rowland's really so cute. So cute. Kelly's the best. Kelly is really the best. Yeah, maybe Kelly should interview for it. Should be Kelly and Kelly. Hey, there you hey. go. Yeah, I would okay. do that. I would. I like that. See, all right. Let's. I, I'm putting. I'm putting her name into the hat. If she, She's too busy getting this girl group together. But there's some interesting. With that said, there are also some interesting characters. There's some great representations of black black women on this show. But there's some also interesting characters as well. Not like really super crazy like reality show interesting characters, but. Um, there's like a baby Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a baby vanilla, vanilla chocolate Beyonce named Alex. And then there's this one girl who looks like Erica Badu, but she's kind of Erica Badon because her, her audition was not oh. not 100%. Um, but it's it's good. It's good. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a fun watch. It's a nice kind of weekend binge watch kind of thing. And hopefully we'll get a, a a good new girl group out of this. Well, don't hold your breath.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to be positive. Okay? Well, for now it sounds like we have a good series out of it. So that that's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. Go check it out. I will. I will. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets.